Hello and welcome to another episode of Is It Rotten? I am your host, Edward V, and today I'll be switching things up and discussing Black Panther to wrap up Black History Month. Uh, I was getting pretty close to this on the regular schedule, but I wouldn't have gotten to it before the end of February, so I'm doing it early. But I'm also joined by Taylor once again, since this is a movie she hasn't seen. I figured we'd... uh, knock two things out at once here so here we are say hello 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 it's me all right so black panther has a runtime of two hours and 14 minutes it is directed by ryan coogler and it's starring chadwick boseman michael b jordan lupita nyong'o denai guerrera martin freeman Daniel Kaluuya, Letitia Wright, Winston Duke, Sterling K. Brown, Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, Andy Serkis, Florence Kasumba, and John Caney. Caney? Yeah. The plot summary. T'Challa, heir to the hidden but advanced kingdom of Wakanda, must step forward to lead people into a new future and must confront a challenger from his country's past. The current percentage on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie is a 97% certified fresh from the critics and a 79% from the viewers. I'm going to have to look at those reviews later from the viewers and see what's up with that. But anyway, so um, at the time of this recording, well, I guess at the time that I typed this, I was still watching the movie but now the oscars are over so um we already know what black panther won for um so if you were unaware black panther uh was nominated for best picture best production design best original music score best sound mixing best costume design and best sound editing and they won for the categories of best production design best original music score and best costume design i'm gonna go ahead and do a i guess a mild spoiler warning i mean it's a year after the movie has come out so if you haven't seen it why (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah when uh i don't know how extensive your notes are but i'm just gonna kind of go along as i normally go here so when the movie uh first starts there's a narration by sterling k brown and uh upon my first viewing i didn't realize it was him talking to young killmonger um until you know like subsequent viewings and stuff like that listened to reviews and was like oh wow that's that's interesting but also the sequence is it's very beautiful the way that they show the history of wakanda as well as the history of the world they show the the um the slaves being put on the boats and the world wars and stuff like that and and all of that stuff um what are your thoughts on this here i have them Mm -hmm. i've thought them Mm -hmm. speak them for the world to hear. No. What? What? What do you mean? You don't have any thoughts on the end, uh, beginning the sequence? The very there? beginning? No. No? 
No. Okay. Um, so I'm still listening to this, like currently a full year later, I'm still listening to the soundtrack. So, um, like hearing the songs and stuff, I'm hearing them more prominently as I'm watching the movies. Like I'm, my ear is tuned into them as stuff is going on. Like no matter how low they are in whatever scene, it's like, I can, I can hear the soundtrack behind it. And that, that's so cool. I love that. Um, any any notes or things you have, and you just chime in whenever. Oh, I just really liked my favorite part about like most movies is definitely the costumes, mm-hmm. um, and I think that they were really well done, and I think it's great that she actually won an Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Ruthie Carter won an Oscar, mm-hmm. and that's great. She did a really good job. Like Dude. she, like like just looking at the movie and looking how everybody's dressed and everything like that. Like you see it, and it's it's gorgeous, but like there's a lot more that went into it. Like like because she's looking at like you know the histories and she's looking at different cultures and she's like really doing a lot of research and she's really doing a lot of work because they actually made a lot of the fabrics for the movie and i think that's really great but yeah it's beautiful it's a beautiful movie mm-hmm. i agree i agree um so moving moving forward into the uh the uh man oakland that's where it was oakland yeah um, into the, the, the beginning Oakland sequence with young Killmonger and, uh, Sterling K. Brown as his father and Jobu, they're, uh, doing the whole beginning and blah, blah, blah. But my, my thought was for a civilization that's trying to stay hidden, you'd think they could fly around at night without the like bright lights on the bottom of their ship. Just yeah, that's so crazy. Giving them away in the clouds. Like, <laughs> I think you'd have that figured out, right? But um, I don't know. I, it it's kind of a big thing, but it's also like a minor thing. But I don't know. So I'm confused on why the like why he was killed, like at all, because you don't see him getting killed, and like you just know that he was murdered. I'm just really confused about why he was murdered at all, because it seemed like like they were gonna take him back to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like what led to that? He was, he pulled his gun to shoot. Did uh, he? Yeah, he pulled his gun to shoot, to shoot uh, what's his name, Forrest Whitaker's character. And King T'Chaka was like, shh, shh, die. Yeah. So, that's why he died. I do still feel like that was a bit extreme, though. But, whatever. I mean, that whole thing was just like, God, he left Yeah, they're the so advanced. There. Like, there should have been some way to, like, neutralize him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, plot yeah. or whatever. Plot or whatever. <laughs> Moving forward, we, uh... We cut to T'Challa in the ship that takes um, this. This movie takes place a week after the events of um, Captain America: Civil War, which you have not seen, correct? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so he's still wearing his uh, his suit from that movie, and I actually like that suit more than the new one. Uh, the new one is like skin tight, but it's, his helmet is clearly a helmet. And like it, it looks like he's a bobblehead, and it just it looks weird. Like I know that they you don't did like the... Chibi Black Panther. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like I know, I know they did it um, for to have an easier time with the CG and stuff, but it just it just looks weird. I thought it was so that he could breathe. Well, I, yeah, I mean that too because he did say that the older suit it was like harder for him to breathe and move and stuff like that in it. And I guess if this, you know, if it's like a, just a skin tight like cloth suit or whatever, it's more comfortable for him, and it also it's also easier for them to do the uh, 
the CGI for it and stuff, but I don't know. I guess they, they put a little padding in there, make it look, you know, at least even so that his head doesn't look so big compared to the rest of his suit. I, I see know. what you're saying. Yeah. That is that was one thing that just kind of bothered bothered me throughout uh, the whole movie there. Um anyway, so the intro to Killmonger so great. So great. Um like hearing hearing his theme playing in the background is just icing on the cake to me when he's when he's introduced in the uh in the museum and did you just burp? <laughs> It's all right. I've been trying not to the whole time. <laughs> well, it came through. Um, yeah. So I really, I really enjoyed that sequence. Um, do you have any any thoughts on the introduction to Killmonger? I just liked his whole outfit. Yeah, I think his streetwear was really cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I this, attributing to the costume design. Well, I guess. Maybe hair and makeup is a different department, but his dreads didn't look like completely fake and terrible. Because yeah, they looked really good. They looked good, super neat and tidy. Yeah, they because I just think about because Denai Guerrero, her char- her her character in The Walking Dead has dreads, but she's like you know bald in this movie. But she also but she keeps her hair really short cut in real life. And man, when she's not wearing like that bandana or whatever around those dreads, it looks terrible. I believe you. It looks like garbage. So I, I have to applaud the uh, the dreads here. But later on in the movie, when he has them like braided down his head, it was like he he doesn't have enough hair for that. But I don't know, whatever. I'm thinking about too thinking about it too much. Anyway, he does if you if you don't have a bad attitude about it. Hey, you gotta believe, <laughs> believe it. Like Naruto. Yeah. Yeah, I brought it in. Anyway, so this movie rightfully won the Oscar for costume design because these costumes are amazing. Amazing. Side note, while I was watching the movie, I got the news that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature, and I couldn't be more excited. I freaking love that movie. Yeah, you texted me in all caps about it. (laughs) That's how I know you were serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. I love it. I love it. This episode comes out on Wednesday, so the digital, the digital copy, the digital version will have come out yesterday. So it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And then the physical copy comes out on March nineteenth, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Black Panther. So um. I wrote a note to ask you about because because you text you texted me to pay attention to the difference in the ancestral plane about it being dark when uh, T'Challa goes in in the first one the first time and then later on in the movie when he goes in it's like light and daytime so please elaborate on why you asked me to pay attention to that oh I just thought it was interesting because um, it just seemed like whenever he was there the first time which was whenever he um was becoming Black Panther again. It seemed like he was there for a visit. He was there for a little while, and it wasn't supposed to seem super inviting. But the second time he was there was whenever he like was on the edge of death, and his father was like, "You're supposed to stay here now." And so his whole like all of his ancestors were there, and they were kind of inviting, and it was a lot warmer. And um, I think it was supposed to make it a lot harder for him to leave, mm-hmm. like for like 
a soul that's like on the brink of death to right. like, you know. I see the light. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you noticed that because it, that just didn't even like I I told you I didn't even realize like it didn't click that it was daytime the second time like think when you said that I was like oh yeah I do realize that it was but just that that connection didn't occur to me uh, when I was watching it so it's cool that you picked that up it's like see that's why I like having people on is different people see different things when they watch movies and that's always you know it helps get a wider picture of something I'm glad I could help yeah movies are great man movies are great there's always somebody that's going to see something that you didn't see. And I love that. Um, the colors and outfits in the Wakandan shopping center are so beautiful. That Do you remember that? Yeah, it was gorgeous. I just loved watching every... like, And that's like... The whole thing for me was the visuals. Like every, cause That's probably why I noticed the ancestral plane. But like everything was about the visuals. And everything was so rich and so just... It was beautiful. Like, everything was so gorgeous. Like, I can't stop talking about it, and I'm probably not going to be able to form a coherent sentence about this because I just loved every bit of it so much and knowing how much went into the design of the costumes. Because I knew about, like, because I do this a lot with movies. The reason I don't watch a lot of movies is because I already learn a lot about it from, like, articles that I read about it on social media. And so I already knew exactly how much work went into these costumes. So knowing all of that and then seeing the movie, I'm more blown away by how gorgeous they actually are and um so just it was it was beautiful yes i agree i agree so um by this point we've already been introduced to shuri but uh the whole sneakers bit that was pretty cute (laughs) the what are those bit was pretty funny too yeah it's just funny because what are those is so out of date by the time that this movie came out and it's just like That they're so advanced in technology, but still behind on like I guess yeah, because internet she's not, culture she's and stuff not like that. On, maybe she's not on the like regular internet, right? She didn't have time for any of that, and so like she heard it like just a second ago, right? That's what yeah, that's what made it so funny. Cause it's, it's just the the juxtaposition of it and everything. But yeah, I, I thought you might get a laugh of the whole the whole sneakers thing. It'll get funnier as the years go on because you'll hear her say what are those and you'll remember people saying that like in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, um moving on to the uh casino sequence in uh Busan when everybody goes when uh T'Challa and Okoye and Nakia mm-hmm. when they go through the metal detector it doesn't go off, but we know that like their clothes and everything is lined with vibranium. And it's just interesting to think about the fact that the metal detectors like don't even know to scan for vibranium because they don't even like the people that program them don't even know that that metal exists. So it's like they're walking through and it's like, yep, nothing to see here. So that's always cool. And that whole that the whole fight, fight scene, scene, the fight scene was amazing. Yeah. The clothing was amazing in there, too. Just yeah. the visuals were great. Mm-hmm. It was just so pretty yeah like when i first saw it um from when okoye is on the balcony and she jumps down and fights and then it, and everything goes on and then um t'challa jumps up onto the balcony like it looked like the first time i saw it i wasn't like super paying attention so it looked like it was one shot but like watching again it was like okay so the reason that post is there is to give the the foe one shot look so that when they jump over 
it's like um it look you know it gives them the opportunity and blah 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 you know it's not a one shot but they made it look like it and they it did a pretty good job of it in the cinematography <laughs> yep there you go that's the word <laughs> <laughs> so I think Andy Serkis is just have, is having a good time in this movie because he's just his energy is on eleven all the way up. Just what? Who? Claw. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he was bananas the entire time. Yeah, he comes up, he hops out of the hops out of the SUV. The music is banging, the bass is bumping, and he comes in. Him and all his goons walking through the metal detectors. Everybody's just going off, and it's funny because he he gets to the balcony and you're looking around, but you can still hear the metal detector going off behind him, just beeping and beeping as more people come in. Yeah, it's great. The the best part was definitely whenever he was like, "Do you want the link to my SoundCloud?" Yeah, it's like you want the hey, can you get can you get him the link to the SoundCloud? He's like, "Please don't make me listen to your music." <laughs> That's the only way you respond to somebody saying, "Do you want the link to my SoundCloud?" Hey, my podcast used to be hosted on SoundCloud. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Andy Andy Circus was having a good time. He's having a good time. So my next note is. uh it's back in Wakanda. And I say Wakabi needs to chill out because they... What, Are we up? not going to talk about the car chase at all? I wasn't, but if you have notes, go ahead. I don't really have notes on it. It was just... It was... it was. I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting. It was cool. Okoye is my favorite character, like, in the movie. But, like, also, too, like, whenever she, like, kind of, like, slides on the, on the piece of car and mm-hmm. she digs her spear into the ground. Mm-hmm. And then Nakia is just there in the car seat holding onto the <laughs> steering wheel, even though there's nothing to steer anymore. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Also, yeah. Shuri was pretty stoked to drive that car. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Yeah, because she's getting the opportunity to test out some new technology. To, to, I got you. <laughs> she's getting the opportunity to test out some new technology that she made, so... I imagine that is quite uh, quite exciting for her. So I suppose yes, there is there are things to be said about that sequence that I just completely skipped over. But just you know, you just, just glossed over it like like it didn't even happen. Yeah, I mean, because you know, this is like my third or something time seeing this movie, so it's like yeah, it's a cool action set piece, and then move on to the next thing. But you know, if I you... don't watch I don't watch car chase movies, so like I don't get to see a lot of that. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, just. Chime in whenever you have something specific that you uh, you want to talk about. Thanks, I will. Alrighty, on to the next thing. Um, back in Wakanda, my na- I said I said Wakabi needs to chill out because uh, before they went out, T'Challa was like, "All right, we're gonna bring Claw back," but obviously they didn't bring Claw back. I mean, it's a failed mission. Like you, you, you can't expect everything to go right all the time. But like for sure, he lost his dad during that attack, and so mm-hmm. like he has a lot of really strong emotions about it. Right. Like, you know. Yeah, but you know, it's like this dude just won. T'Challa just became king, and Wakabi's like, oh, with you king, I thought things were gonna change. It's like one, this is the first mission. This is the first thing we're like. I literally just became king like five minutes ago, and you're like giving me a hard time because of. The one time that I didn't do something, like I, I went on this mission, came back, and I, I just didn't have the guy. Like you know, you don't you don't know what happened out there. You don't know what the variables were. Like he has no idea what was going on, but he's giving him a hard time. It's like, this. but you also don't know his background because like they could have been wanting a more progressive, like a more aggressive, progressive leader for a really long time, and like you know, he especially since the emotions were high for him. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, 
That's why he was so eager to accept Killmonger, because Killmonger had results. Mm -hmm. Like, he had everything that Wakabi wanted in a leader. Yeah, because earlier in the movie, there there is a sequence where they're talking to each other, and they're they're basically saying, he's basically agreeing, like, that if T'Challa did decide that he wanted to go out there and, you know, fight against the world or whatever, he's like, I'm... I'm there for you, man, whatever, you know. He's even the one that kind of implied it. He was the one that mentioned it first, too. Right, right. So when Killmonger comes along with that exact idea, he's like, it's no it's no surprise that he's he's down to, uh, to comply and help out in whatever way that he can. So, yeah. But next, I wasn't expecting them to uh, actually kill off Klaw in this movie. Because he was he was introduced in Avengers: Age of Ultron, which you also have not seen. Um, but Claw is a pretty major villain for the Black Panther mythos. So for him to be killed off so quickly, it was I think we were all surprised when we saw both me and like my dad because we knew. But it was just like, oh wow, he's uh, he's actually dead. Didn't expect that. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll come back. I don't know. They have a way of resurrecting, not resurrecting people. I mean, but they do. But Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? It was just, it was just a surprise. Um, so one thing I will say about this movie is that it's a little over long. Like, uh, every time I watch it, because at the time that I, that I wrote this note about, claw like i paused it and it was like i still had an hour left in the movie i was like wow okay (laughs) there's still a lot but i mean like thinking about it in my head it's like okay i know what's gonna happen so it doesn't seem like it's that much but it's still like an hour's worth of movie left so it, it it's a little long and i think it may feel like it's long because there's not a bunch of action there's a lot of talking and you know developing of the story in that way yeah and it's you know it's not like action wall to wall but i don't know maybe they could have cut it down i don't know but you could have squeezed some more action in there i don't know but it just felt like uh it felt like it was a little long but um like i said at the top while i was watching uh black panther it won the oscar for best original score and congratulations that um i lost my place oh i think it's a little unfair for t'challa to have the uh the power of the black panther stripped away from him in his fight with killmonger because he doesn't really seem to have as much formal fighting training as killmonger did because he's a pampered prince and he's always just chilled out yeah and he's like always relied on i get maybe that's the the point of them taking the power away because he does rely on the power of the pear pear shaped herb the heart shaped herb that's ever gonna stop (laughs) so it's like in order to prove that you are worthy of being king you take away this thing that you're dependent on and fight against somebody that doesn't depend on it yeah it levels the playing field yeah but i mean if he's not doing like formal like fighting training and stuff it's like "Mm, i don't know man and uh, clearly he lost (laughs) because Killmonger is a superior like hand-to-hand combat person fighter thing 
Anyway. So, uh, the scene when Killmonger goes into the ancestral plane is so cool because it switches between young, the young version of him and the older version of him, like, while it, while Sterling K. Brown is talking to him. And it's, it's, it's the way that things, you know, the way that that whole sequence played out. And, like, you could look out the window and see, like, the blue-purple sky like it was for... Um, T'Challa when he first went and everything like that whole sequence was just it was it was really cool so after that when he comes and he's like uh <clears throat> when Nakia comes in there and she steals one of the heart-shaped herbs it's like take more than one <laughs> you never know like because he's sitting she hears him say to burn it all and she just takes one like i mean take more than one so you can like plant it yeah, but, like, what if she was afraid of getting caught? Because, like, that one that she got was pretty close to the crack in the wall that she slipped through. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I considered that as well. Because, like, the further she goes out of that crack in the wall, the more of a chance that she has of not being able to get back in it if somebody spots her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, if any of the like any of the priests or the people that oversaw the, the tending of the herb saw her, they'd probably just be like, whatever, do what you need to do. I totally believe in what you're doing. So. Yeah. That's that's where my train of thought went with the whole the fact that she might have been seen. It's like I don't the only person in there that would have retaliated would have been Killmonger. Yeah, but if Killmonger saw her, then like that would be bad for her because yeah. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, so one of my favorite scenes in the movie is uh, after Killmonger tells the caretakers of the herbs to uh, to burn it all, and it cuts to the cuts to the throne room and the camera starts upside down and everything and then it turns and everything like that and so when i listen to the to the track on the soundtrack i can always visualize it so that's a good sign of a good score to me so like when i'm listening listening to the soundtrack in general it's like a lot of the things that i'm listening to i can see in my head the stuff like what scenes they're attached to in the movie and it's so again it's like it's reinforcing the fact that it winning the Oscar for original score, I think it's very, uh, very deserving of that, and I think I think that was uh, very well done. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> totally. Um, so Mbaku was pretty great when he threatened to feed Martin Freeman to his children. That was a pretty good joke. <laughs> that was a good joke, but it's like one of those uncomfortable jokes that you're afraid to laugh at because you're just like, I mean, the characters that were there were like. Uh, yeah, I guess. Because they were like, <laughs> he's terrifying. He's very imposing. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is now, I mean, after having seen it and knowing how that sequence plays out, it's a little easier to laugh at it. But when, uh, when he makes a joke about them being vegetarian, it's like, oh, whew, then you can laugh then as well. But just knowing that that scene is coming up after having already seen it, it's like you already start getting the giggles and everything knowing that's because the, the reaction is always great because he starts making the, the ape noises and stuff. Anytime he starts talking, it's like you cannot talk here. So that's always, that's always pretty great. Yeah. But he wouldn't shut up too. It's mm-hmm. like, he told you not to talk and you're still <laughs> talking. Why are you still talking? Hey man, he's CIA. I don't know colonizer what can you do <laughs> they kept calling him the colonizer the first time sure he called him the colonizer he's like wait what <laughs> colonizer what are you talking about yeah 
Anyway. And then he's like saying, no, my name is. And she's like, I know what your name is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I know. It's, I'm choosing to call you colonizer. Yeah. It would have been better if he had died in that plane, though. Why? I don't know. I just think it would have been more like meaningful, I guess. Okay. I said that the first time, too. You did? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I don't remember. Sorry. All right. My bad. No worries. Whatever. <laughs> so the CG and the final fight scene was kind of not great, but, you know, like, it is what it is. Explain. I don't know what you're talking about. What? I thought it was fine. Yeah, fine. Not great. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, it was just, you know, a little cartoony. You're making faces like, what? I didn't... I'll take your word for it. Okay. I watch more movies. You can trust my word on that. I trust you. Thanks. Also, Shuri changed her hairstyle and the time it took for her to change into her battle outfit. And yeah, and she fight. didn't take the time to find a weapon that could have killed Killmonger. And I'm still mad about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when she does the whole thing with like where she's blasting like vibranium rays mm-hmm. and she just ha- has them pinned down like she could have hit another switch and shot something out of the gauntlet as well. Yeah, like why doesn't she have something? Because like, like you know how she like sort. neutralizes the vibranium with mm-hmm. the trains oh, and yeah, everything? Tra- yeah. Why doesn't she have something like that to use like in general? Because plot's got a plot, man. Movie got a movie. Because plot or whatever. Yeah. T'Challa has to get the kill. You know how it is. Yeah. I guess. Do you have any thoughts about the fight? Because I didn't write anything. The the fight on the uh, Underground Railroad. I don't... I mean, there's really not a lot to say about it, is there? Because it's just like it plays out exactly like you think it will. Okay. I was just curious because I didn't write anything else. Uh, was, that's basically the end of my notes. I didn't, I didn't know if you had anything else to say about it. All right. Well, other than that, the movie's quite good. I enjoyed it. Um, I've voiced my grievances with it for the most part in here. Um, were the what were there? Did you have any negatives that you that come None to mind at no? all? All right. All right. So yeah, that's that's Black Panther. Um, I mean, this is a very good movie. Very good. Very enjoyable. It's won a few Oscars now. That's cool. It didn't win Best Picture, unfortunately, but just the fact that it was nominated for it is is a monumental, monumental thing. So that's that's always good. Um, for recommend recommendations this week, uh, once again, I don't I don't have anything. Cause I've been it's been pretty busy at work, and when I'm not like trying to sleep, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts. So unless you have anything you'd like to recommend, everyone should watch Letterkenny. It's on Hulu, all six seasons. It's great. It's very funny. It's about uh, Canadian rednecks, and it's also kind of like listening to Shakespeare. It's pretty excellent, and I would recommend it to everybody. I've also heard that Letterkenny is pretty funny, so I just haven't gotten around to it. I have uh, so many other shows that I'm like not caught up on, so I don't want to start something new yet. But I'll get to it eventually. So, yeah. Uh, before before I get out of here, just want to remind you guys about the Branch Off podcast, Taylor Made, that has Taylor on it. I'm in it. Mm-hmm. 
If you weren't aware, the second episode is out now. came out this week on Monday. Uh, it should be in your podcast feed on whatever platform you use. Uh, and in that episode, we talk about Mary and the Witch's Flower, Coco, and we compare the two Fire Festival documentaries. Uh, if you're interested in that, feel free to check it out. It'll be in the Is It Rotten feed. It'll just be titled Taylor Made instead. In closing, if you like this episode, feel free to leave a five-star review and leave a comment. When we get enough comments, I'll go through and read them on the podcast. I'm now on Stitcher and Spotify, if either of those are your preferred podcast app. Um, also on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Uh, you can also tell Alexa to play Is It Rotten podcast, and she'll queue it up for you. Um, starting from the most recent episode, I believe I have it set to do. Uh, as always, I've put the link to the Rotten Tomatoes page in the show notes if you want to look into the movie. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at IsItRottenCast, on Instagram also at IsItRottenCast. Um, you can follow Taylor on pretty much everywhere at Awkward0W1 or email me at IsItRotten at gmail.com. I hope you'll join me next week when I talk about Forever My Girl. Until next Wednesday, have a great week, and may the force be with you.